0: Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson. I just got done prepping for my game of the week for Pickup Country K and IM, East Addison at Platte Valley. So I thought I'd jump on here and do the preview for this week. A little bit late getting to you, but had some stuff going on on Thursday that I had to do. Um but here we are and we're ready to go. Um week nine, last week of the regular season, we'll have playoff time. I'll have plenty to talk about with the playoffs. Um, seatings are actually set. I'll give you my predictions for what the seatings will be for each district um, going after this week. But uh, pretty set in stone right now for most of them. Uh, at least Etchton and Pencil will get it set in stone after the game's Friday night. Okay, we'll start at the 275. First game we have on the board, Stuartsville at DeKalb. I do believe Decab will win this. I think they're a little healthier now than they were a couple weeks ago when they played Platte Valley. Stewartsville beat Platte Valley last week, 20 to 14. I just think Decab's a little better team. I uh, don't think Stewartsville can stop McElfresh. So, give me Decab to beat Stewartsville um, and finish the year. Well, would that be four and five? Yeah, four and five, two and three and five in conference play for Decab. I think Stewartsville will fall the two and seven overall, two and six in conference play That's what I going to happen there. I will be calling number one team in the state, East Atchison at Platte Valley. The Wolves trying to continue their undefeated season um, there on Paper Country, I am ninety-five nine. Tune in at 6.45 for the preview of that game and the start of that game, so don't want to miss that. East Atchison 8-0 at 2-6, and 6, Platte Valley. Um, next game, Bouncy, the fourth-ranked team in the state at Rockport, um, I believe Mountain City will win this one, advance to 7-2 in the year. 6-2 and two in conference play, uh, securing that third-best re- record in the conference. I think Rockport, they'll fall to 4-5 and 3-5 and, three and five in conference play. One out-of-conference win against King City. Mountain City's out-of-conference out win was against Albany. So, that's what we have for those two teams. Um, yeah, just give me Mountain City to beat Rockport. And I believe those two teams will end up playing each other next week as well. So that will be a little bit of a lull there for Mountain City and Rockport to play each other in back-to-back weeks. You've seen that in the past uh, with some other teams. do the scheduling kind of conundrums there, you don't usually see that. But it happens every once in a while. You get a Week 9 matchup that is also the first round of the next week in the playoffs. Uh, then you got South Holt Nottoway Holt at Northwest Nottoway. Northwest Nottoway 1-7 on the year, 1-6 in, conf- in conference play. Um well this right 7 in conference play uh while South Holt Nottie Holt is 4 and 4 overall um 3 and 4 in conference play a uh, 4 and 3 in conference play so i believe they're going to win this one get the 5 and 4 overall 5 and 3 in conference play and bounce back after that 0 and 3 start losing to Worth County East uh Worth County Livingston East Davidson to bounce back and win uh 5 of their last 6 games um To end the year um and only the loss was twomount City. So lost three top teams in the conference, and then the third best team the g r c that 's how Southfield nine whole season went. They would eventually beat rockport Decab, Platte Valley, Stuartsville and Northwest Nottaway, um to get to that five and four record going into the playoffs will most likely play decab next week. Um, in the first round, hopefully getting to call that game. The Spartans able to salvage an 0-3 start again this year to finish 5-4. Last year they finished 4-5. So a little better they beat Rockport this year, this time around, unlike last year. So good for the Spartans to get that win there. I think they're going to go win there in Hopkins tomorrow night. Uh, get the 5-4 in the year and possibly be ranked going into the playoffs. Uh, King City at Southwest Livingston. Southwest Livingston done with conference play. At 7-1 in conference play, 7-1 and overall, as they're going to play, let's say, King City, who's 2-6, and 2-4. and four. They're finished their conference play as well. They're in the GRC. They'll finish fifth in the conference uh, this year. Um, and Livingston will finish second in the 275. I think Livingston wins this one fairly easily over King City. King City lost to both Rockport and DeKalb from the 275. So the Wildcats could go 0-3 against the 275 this season. Uh, yes, yeah, so give me King City to lose to Southwest Livingston in the Battle of the Wildcats. Uh, the team that spells with a C will win this one. Give me Southwest Livingston, number five team in the state. Up next, rivalry game, Stanbury at Worth County. In the past, this has been a huge game. This year, not as much. Worth County is 5-3, and 3-2 three, three and two in conference play. Stanbury is 2-6, and 1-4 and four in conference play. Their two wins are over Bramer and LeBlanc. And that's it for the Bulldogs this year. Very young team. Uh, we'll see if they can hang with Worth County. Last week they lost to East Ashton 80-12, to before that losing to North Shelby 22-16. to So we'll see if Stanberry will still and play well this week. Uh, but I think Worth County just has too much form, too much uh, firepower there for that Tiger offense. Who can still score some points, he's a struggle on the defensive end this year. So <clears throat> the number 8th ranked Wild uh, Tigers I think will beat Stanbury uh, t- Friday night here. Um, and get their sixth win of the year, go six and three going into conference play, will be the two seed in district number three. Stanbury will most likely be the sixth seed. Um, or sorry, one second. Worth will be the two seed in district number three. Stanbury will be the five seed most likely go in district three going into the playoffs. They'll travel most likely to King City in the first round. So that's what I have for you guys in those games in the GRC. Uh, up next, uh, the, one of the two top ten matchups we have for the week is number two, Pattensburg, at number ten, Albany. Uh, Pattensburg looking to go undefeated in conference play as they are 7-1 in the year, 5-0 in conference play. Their one loss was last week's 92-88 to loss to North Shelby. I think the Panthers bounce back in this one, get to 8-1 in the year, 6-0 in conference play, and win their first outright GRC title in their existence. Um... So congratulations to the Panthers. I believe that's going to happen there on a Friday night. So, And I think Albany, they'll fall to 5-4 overall, 3-3 three and three in conference play there in the GRC, losing to Pattonsburg, North Andrews, Worth County, beating King City, Stanbury, and Bramers. So right there, smack dead in the middle of the GRC is Albany. So good for the Warriors. They're a little bit back, bounce back year for them. Um, going forward, up next, North Andrew number 6 at Bramer. North Andrew should roll in that one as they will clinch the 2 seed in district number 4 and get a host um, LeBlanc in the first round and then probably Mountain City in the second round. Um, while Bramer, they will be 0-9 on the year and be the 6th seed in district number 2, most likely traveling to either Oric or North Shelby, depending on how that game goes. So Bramer will have a very tough matchup in the first round of the playoffs. Looking like another 0-10 season there for the Bobcats. Um, That would be back-to-back 0-10 seasons for Bramer. Um, So we'll see kind of what happens with that and be their third winless uh, season of the decade. So um, tough year this year for Bramer. Not very many kids out, not very many older kids out. So just a tough learning year there for Bramer. Uh, up next, after that, LeBlanc at Liberal. These two teams played back in week number 6. Liberal won a shootout, 68-55. to um, I would actually guess this would be a little lower scoring the second time around, uh, but I think Liberal still wins it. Uh, give me the Bulldogs of Liberal, who, by the way, have a fantastic logo. I love their logo, uh, but give me Liberal to beat LeBlanc in that one. Up next in the CRC, the Central River Conference for the conference title, number 9, Oreck at number 3, North Shelby. North Shelby, they've already beaten two teams ranked there in Shelbyville. They beat North Andrew and Pattonsburg there at home earlier this year. Both teams come in 3-0 in conference play. The Oreck Bearcats are 6-2 overall. North Shelby is 7-1. And... I'll get to this a little more in a little bit, but the quarterback play will be huge. Oryx, Blake, Buchanan versus North Shelby's Dayton Mets. Um, should be a lot of fun there. I do believe North Shelby will win this one fairly convincingly, though, and win their first outright conference title since 1974. Um, they've only won three conference titles, I believe, in their existence. One was last year when they shared a title with Oryx and Norborn Harden Central. Uh, let me double-check my stats here. They shared titles in 87, 99, and 2018. They won their last outright title in 1974. Thank you, Coach Bass from North Shelby for that stat. Um, could be very interesting. Last time North Shelby won a uh, conference title was 21 years before I was born. Um, wow. My dad was nine. and My dad's old now. (laughs) Uh, he probably won't hear this podcast, but if you know my dad, Randy, that is hilarious. Um, So, yeah, so I think North Shelby wins that game. I think they win it fairly convincingly over Oreck. North Shelby is a really good football team this year. Uh, The number three team in the state right now, behind just East Addison and Pattonsburg, who they did beat last week at home. So North Shelby definitely a state contender this year. Oreck a borderline state contender. So this is a really interesting game, not just for the CRC conference title, outright title um, will be decided in this game. Um, North Shelby won this game, I think, 46-44 last year, 44-42, something like. They won a two-point game last year versus Auric, in Oric last year to um, kind of upset the Bearcats and beat the tri-champs with Norbert, Harden, Central. Uh, they're not sneaking sneak-up on this year. I think North Shelby's a better team this year, though, so give me the Raiders to win the CRC. Also, this would clinch the two-seed in district number two, going into the playoffs for North Shelby. Um as much as North Shelby would like the one seed and get a host Southwest Livingston in the um district championship game, if they were able to win at Ludlow there in the playoffs, they would get to host Pattonsburg again in the semifinal, uh, just looking farther down the road. So that would actually end up being a good thing for North Shelby to get a host Pattonsburg, um, if they got to that point. But Southwest Livingston, also a very good team in district number two. So that's a very good district there. The top three teams being Livingston, North Shelby and Orick. Um, so I'm very interested to see how that kind of works out, especially if North Shelby wins this game. Um, I believe then you'll have a rematch in two weeks between North Shelby and Oric. Um, so that could be interesting as well to kind of see that going forward. But give me North Shelby to beat Oric. Um, the Achilla Howie at Osceola. I think Chila Howie loses. Goes 0-9 in the regular season. And then Osceola, I think they finally get another win there. Go to 5-4. And, and they should secure technically the 4-seed, but they'll flip-flop with Liberal for the 3-seed in district number 1. Um, would be my guess right now unless Rich Hill can overpass them in points, which Rich Hill this week they play Northwest Hughesville who's 1-7, and, and I think Rich Hill will win that game as well so depending on how the points kind of work themselves out, if Osceola can stay above Rich Hill in the points they will then foot flop liberal for the 3 seed if they can't stay ahead of Rich Hill in the points, Rich Hill will be the 4 seed Osceola the 5, and then Osceola and Rich Hill will flop and OCL will be the four seed. So something to keep an eye on there with the way Mitch does their point standings and then the um, head-to-head can flip teams. Just keep an eye out for that, with district number one, to see how uh, seeds three through five go. Uh, Liberal right now is the three seed. I think they beat LeBlanc, Um but they could follow the four seed depending on how OCL and Rich Hill's point system kind of works out. They yeah, had Norborn, Harden, Central, and Appleton City, and by the way, Rich Hill, if they win, they will be a 5-4 and four team as well in their first year in 8-man. Uh, so, Liberal, Rich Hill, um, and Appleton City could all have winning records in their first year in 8-man, um, as well as Drexel. So, the four teams down south could all have winning records their first year, LeBlond will not, but... It is what it is. So four of the five teams coming down, 80 percent having winning records in the first year. Um, something to think about if you're a team like Louisiana over there in Eastern Missouri. Uh, if you're a team like Maysville Polo here in the over in the GRC that are 11 man who are struggling a bit um, to possibly Keats. Keatsville heard they're trying to try to start football over there. Um, if you're one of the teams that are either floundering 11 man or just starting a program. Thinking maybe hey maybe we should go eight man get some success under our belts um, and actually win a few games instead of getting beat down by bigger schools and eleven man so just food for thought for some of the teams out there who are resisting the eight man um, class right now because they view it as less glamorous I don't know would you rather go five and four and eight man or zero oh and nine or one and eight and eleven man I mean it's up to you I mean, which one do you think is more enjoyable for the kids winning five games or losing eight. I mean, that's up to you. Um, you've seen some progress in teams that have moved down south, um, moved down last couple of years. I mean, King City's had some success. North Shelby's had success this year. Oryx had a lot more success than they've had this year. Last couple of years, eight Man, they did an 11-man. Um, Apple City, Liberal. Osceola's having success now. Rich Hill, Drexel, I mean, they're all having success now. eight Man, compared to what they were doing last few years, that they were 11-man. So, just food for thought for some teams who are, um, resistant to the change there. But as I said, Norburn Harden Central, they're 4-4 four and four in the year. At number uh, 7 the state, Appleton City, who is 8-0. Oh, one of the two unbeaten um, teams in 8-man going into the final week. I do believe Appleton City will win this, but I'm curious to see how Norburn Harden Central plays against Appleton City. You look at Appleton City, they beat Rich Hill in week 1, beat Drexel in week 2. Those teams are both better now than they were in week 1 and 2. They beat Casey East Christian in week 3. Northwest Hughesville badly in week number four, Chilla Howie in week five, um, Pleasanton, Kansas in week six, Osceola in week seven, week eight, they beat liberal and now they play Norman. You could argue the Aggies might be the toughest game on their schedule so far. I mean, it's a definitely an argument to be had. Maybe Osceola over norman Harden Central because they did beat them head to head in week six. Um, but definitely one of the tougher matchups of the season here for um Appleton City. I cannot remember their nickname. They might be Bulldogs as well. So we'll kind of see what happens uh here with the Aggies and Hard Intentional, but I think Appleton City will win that one. And then Drexel playing KC East Christian give me Drexel to go to seven and two on the year in their first year in eight man. They definitely are a contender to come out of that district in district number one. Speaking of district play, I've heard he kinda went over this a little bit. Um my projected um, brackets for each district. In district number one, I'd have Appleton City, the one seed, and getting a bye at 8-0 will be 9 Uh That's pretty much set in stone. Drexel, the two seed, that's pretty much set in stone as well. Uh, they will host the seven seed, Chilla Howie. The three seed right now is kind of up for grabs in that district. That's either going to be Osceola or Liberal. I think Osceola will eventually be the three seed there. Osceola hosting Northwest Hughesville, and then Liberal hosting Rich Hill. In that one. Um, if that is the case, I would take Rich Hill over Liberal at this point. I would take Osceola over Northwest Hughesville, and Drexel over Chilla The next round, I would take Appleton City over Rich Hill, a good game. Drexel over Osceola. Um oh sorry. Yeah, Drexel over Osceola. Appleton City over Rich Hill. And then I would take... Appleton City just barely over Drexel in a rematch. I think it's a really good football game there for the District 1 championship game, though. District number 2, um, I believe it's going to be Livingston, North Shelby, Oric, Norbert, Harnson, Joel, Bramer. Four of the six spots are set in stone. Um, Oric and North Shelby could flip-flop depending on who wins on Friday night. I believe the Raiders will, though. So this one will go... Oric hosting Bramer. Oric will win that. Norbert harden Central hosting Stewartsville, I believe the Aggies would win that as well. Um, then the Aggies would go to Southwest Livingston. Give me Livingston. Oric at North Shelby or North Shelby at Oric. Vice versa. I think North Shelby wins that game. Then North Shelby versus Southwest Livingston. I went back and forth. But give me North Shelby to beat Livingston and go to the state semifinals. Um, at At that point... Would be nine and one going into the state semifinals to take on um Pattonsburg I think will win district number three. Um Pattonsburg this one's pretty much set. Um not a whole lot can change. It's Pattonsburg one, Worth County two, Albany three. Right now it's Stanbury four, King City five, Platte Valley six, Northwest Nottaway seven. But since King City beat Stanbury earlier this year they will foot flop and King City will host Stanbury. I believe King City wins that. Um Platte Valley at Albany, give me Albany. And then Northwest Nautilus at Worth County, give me Worth County. Worth County-Albany rematch, give me Worth County. King City at Pattonsburg. give me Pattonsburg. And then Pattonsburg beats Worth County, another rematch there. Um, so the GRC schools would be the top four teams there, all in that semifinal. Um, so Pattensburg will be a GRC representative in the uh, semifinals. Um, and of course, you have Appleton City at the WEMO or Drexel most likely, and then I have CRC rep North Shelby in, but 275 Conference, North Southwest Livingston is a possibility there as well. In district number four, this one is kind of wide open, top three teams in that district. Um, Their seats are pretty much set, though, for the top four. East Anderson, North Andrew, Mountain City, South Holt, Nottingham Holt, they all have games that they should probably win this week, and they'll keep their top four spots shouldn't be enough movement there for Mount City to jump jump North Angel for the three spots for the two spots, sorry. Um so that's the top four. Right now it's Rockport five, Decamp six, LeBlanc seven. Um, I would say right now, with Decab most likely being Stewartville, Rockport most likely losing to Mount City, that if Rockport does not even if Rockport somehow hold on to that five spot due to uh, points, Decab will surpass them due to head-to-head matchups. So Decab will most likely be the five seed. The only way this does not happen is if Decab loses to Stewartsville, and LeBlond beats Liberal. Then LeBlond could actually jump over Decab for that sixth seed. And you could see um, if that was the case, the first round would be North Andrew hosting Decab, Mount City hosting LeBlond and then South Holt Naui, Holt hosting Rockport. But I think it's going to be um, North Andrew, LeBlond, Mount City, uh, Rockport, and South Holt Naui, Holt versus Cab. So still a couple things could change a bit, um, but I believe Cab is going to win, which makes all this pretty much null and void over Stewartsville, and they'll be the five seed going to South Holt Naui, Holt. I think the Spartans would probably win that. I would take Mount City in a rematch over Rockport in back-to-back weeks, and then North Andrew over LeBlond. You have Mountain City at North Andrew, South Holt Nami Holt at East Atchison, and then um right now I'd say Mountain City would be the favorite over North Andrew, and then East Atchison would be at South Holt Nami Holt. So I I would have EA versus Mountain City. But Mountain City, North Andrew is gonna be one heck of a football game if those two teams play over there at North Andrew in the second round. I hope to call that game. As would the State District Championship game between either Mount City, East Atchison, or North Andrew, East Atchison. Those are going to be some dogfights. I cannot wait to see how District 4 turns out. It's the most interesting district, in my opinion, because you have three teams who are all ranked in the top, uh, what is it, even six in the state? Yeah, so North. So it's got East Ashton 1, Mount City 4, North Andrew 6, and I think all three are state contenders at this point. Very interested to see how that works out. Uh is the only, I think, true state contender in district number three. I think Appleton City is the one true state contender in district number one. And you have Livingston and North Shelby in district number two. So I think four and two are probably the have the most state contenders in their districts. They're on the opposite sides. Um right now I would still take Mount City to be my favorite at district number four, but I don't have any confidence in it because I think either North Andrew or East Ashton could both beat them. So we'll see what happens there. Mount City is a very difficult road trek. Um through at North Andrew and at East Athens is very difficult to get through. But I do believe the winner of District 4 will beat Appleton City. So whether it is East Athens, North Andrew, or Mount City, I would take any of those three over Appleton City right now, but I think it's be one heck of a football game. And then I would take Pattensburg in a rematch against North Shelby at this point, especially if Carter Crone is back from his broken toe. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But I think Pattonsburg would still go to the state championship game, but I'm less confident now after seeing what North Shelby did to them in the first half of that football game, being 46-18. to 18. Um, But I'm very interested in what a rematch would do with you. And one those two coaches who I like both very much. Uh, Coach Cavan and Coach Bass over there between Pattensburg and North Shelby, respectively. Both really great guys good football coaches. I want to see what adjustments each one of those coaches make going into the next game in about a month, if they would take on each other again. That would be a lot of fun. And if it's Pattonsburg versus North Southwest Livingston, you're to see probably the two biggest stat guys in the state with Will Height versus Anderson going head-to-head. Uh, they are number one and number two right now in total offense on the year. Uh, Will Height, thirty nine hundred yards, seventy three total touchdowns. Anderson twenty nine hundred yards, almost three thousand yards, fifty-five touchdowns, they're the top two in the state by a wide margin in both of those categories. Um if they get to play each other in a state semifinal, that would also be okay. Um, but I think it'd be I think I think right now we're still looking at a Patensburg Mound City State Championship game would be my pick. Um but multiple teams could crash that party and I can't wait to see how it works out. Um and one thing I'm not going to go through all the stats um because I feel like it's kind of boring and you're going to I'm just going to post them on Twitter uh Friday anyways. Um but one thing that I was just kind of thinking about on Saturday talking to some coaches from around the area and other media members is how good the the 2019 class of not just the 2019 class but 2019 season the class of quarterbacks that we have an eight man right now is very good. I mean, in no particular order, if I just look at the teams that are in the standings, um, in the top ten at least. East Addison, you have Jake McEnany, a very good football player. I mean, 1,900 yards and 38 touchdowns this year. I mean, and he's an afterthought almost. I mean, he's a really good football player. You'll see him live in person again this Friday, hopefully a couple more times this year. He's a very good football player, but like watching him play. Pattensburg, everyone knows about Will Height. 3,900 yards all-purpose, 73 touchdowns. I believe it's 3,300 yards passing and 58 passing touchdowns. Next highest is McEnany with uh, 1,322. So just lapping the field, 2,000 yards over everybody passing and 36 passing touchdowns more than everybody else. He's the best pure passer in the state um, from a quarterback standpoint. Um, but Pattensburg, very good quarterback. North Shelby, a guy that I have not mentioned a whole lot, and that's on me because I haven't really seen a whole lot of like film or stats from North Shelby um, just because they are four or five hours away. Um, but I got to see a little bit of him versus Pattensburg, the highlights from that game, um, searching that out. And Dayton Metz is a pretty good football player, guys. I mean, I do not remember his exact like, 6'3", 6'4", 180, somewhere in that range. Uh, very good at running the option they have over there a pretty competent passer as well uh very good football player. Just give me one second here to look this up six three one eighty um apparently he was at Northwest team camp over the summer ran a four six forty that's pretty good move <laughs> that's pretty good speed at that size um especially for class one eight man um, Does a great job running the option has a good arm. you can tell he just has a good build for football and um, just watching him play through those highlights and the way he moves, and the way it comes naturally, it reminds me a lot of this next team, Mount City, and their quarterback Landon Papa. I think they're of the same elk and the way that they don't put up huge numbers because of the system they're kind of in and because – A lot of times they're up big at halftime. So like Mount City, if they're up big at halftime, the game's over. North Shelby, if they're up big at halftime, they put the JV in. So he didn't get a full game of Stats in all the time. So the way I see Mets and Papa are very similar. The fact that both guys can run and pass. They're both really big kids, both athletic, uh, both very talented. And it's really interesting to see if those two teams get to play each other, say, in a state championship game, which is definitely possible. To see those two go head-to-head would be a lot of fun. Um, and of course, number five, Southwest Livingston. Everyone knows about Mac Anderson. He leads the state in rushing yards as a quarterback at 1,800 yards, about a couple hundred yards more than anybody else. Also, he has 10 more rushing touchdowns than anybody else in the state with 36. Next highest is Kaiser Hughes of Harden Central, Norbert Harden Central at 26. He's a very good running quarterback. He um, can also sling the ball a little bit there, but he's doing a better job running the ball this year than passing due to their option on the outside. So. Mac Anderson, another really good football player. Uh, North Andrew, Jaden Baker. I mean, he's had himself one heck of a season. He's got almost 1,600 yards of all purpose and 38 total touchdowns, 19 rushing and 19 passing. He's a very good football player. I have watched him live a couple times this year, and he's a very good athlete. He's very fun to watch as well. Um, Appleton City, I don't know who their quarterback is, but from what I've heard from coaches in that area, they have a very good quarterback running back duo over there. Um, so... Another kid I don't know a whole lot about, but from what I've heard is another very good football player. uh, Worth County. Aiden Gladstone. is a pretty decent quarterback over there. I mean, he's done okay this season. He's an afterthought at this point, and he's a very good football player. Um, Oric. uh, Blake Buchanan. He's had himself one heck of a season. He's got 2,000 yards of all-purpose and 36 touchdowns, and he missed one game this year. That's pretty good through seven games. I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's... That's averaging five touchdowns and 300-some yards almost per game. So he's a very good football player. Um, And then, of course, South Holt, not only Holt, they're not a state contender this year, I don't believe, but Drew Quinlan, one of the other better quarterbacks in the state this year, I mean, he's got 1,800 yards all-purpose and 37 touchdowns, and he has 18 rushing and 19 passing. I mean, just another kid who's going to put uh, big numbers, and he has to do a lot for the Spartans to move the ball, and they move the ball quite a bit. So um, a guy who's struggling right now, but Landon Gardner for Bishop LeBlanc, they're a a below-average team, but he's putting up big numbers. I mean, trying to think who else here around the state. Patrick O'Connor for Platte Valley. I've been really um, intrigued by him this year. I think Austin Swayback from Stanbury is going to be pretty decent next year. A guy who got hurt earlier this year, Tyler Guerin of, All, uh, of Osceola. You have Trice Floyd of Albany. I mean, you have so many good quarterbacks this year. Oh, I didn't even mention Kaiser Hughes of Norbert Harden Central. I mentioned him earlier. I he's a quarterback. He's thrown for 450 pretty much and ran for another 1,630. I mean, he's third in all-purpose yards, 2,100 yards, and has 33 touchdowns this year. I mean... Another really good quarterback around the state. So this the depth of competent quarterback play across the state I think is part of the reason why this year uh, there is a log jam at the front of the top of the conferences and top of the state just because on any given day, you can see Landon Papa just will Mount Seed win. You can see Dayton Mets outscore Will Height and Pattonsburg. You can see Mack Anderson go you know, Mount Seed was short staffed beat Mound City at Mound City. You saw East Ashton. You saw Jake McKinney help lead East Ashton to a win over the Panthers. I mean, you just see this. You can see Jaden Baker almost lead North Angel upset over Pattonsburg. I mean you just saw this week after week. These are such a dynamic quarterbacks could lead upsets like this and be such a big reason why they could win. I think we just need to take a second to appreciate the talent of kids that we have in the eight man this year at the quarterback position. And not just their talent but I think every one of these kids, if I talk to their coaches, raves not just about their athletic ability, but them as a person and them as a smart football player. Um, I know that's the case with Drew Quinlan. I, I played for Coach Peterson over there at South Holt, not only Holt, and he says uh, Quinlan is the smartest quarterback he's ever coached. There between Notway Holt and South Holt. Notway Holt, and he's had some smart guys. I mean, I played with Nick Patterson. I thought he was really smart and knew the offense to a T. And he says Quinlan even has it more than Patterson did. Uh, Alan Ottman, he knew the offense really well. He's even further advanced than Ottman was. So it's something to think about there with Quinlan. Uh, Dayton Metz, talking to Coach Bass, he loves that kid. I mean, that kid from all accounts that I've heard over there, is a tremendous kid, great character, everything like that. Talk to the Mountain City coaches, Landon Papa, the nicest kid you'll ever meet, but he's got a little dog in him and he wants to win just about as much as anybody else. A great kid. And that's the number one thing. You want to see these kids be really great athletes, but if they're great people off the field, that's just that's that's even more important. And that's one thing that we liked that I wanted to emphasize in this week's podcast is the character from a lot of these top teams and their position and guys who are leading those teams being good high character guys and how much that looks good on these high schools and this class of football. So that's just one thing I wanted to take a little bit of time here and express to you guys. And also I want to appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast. We get – sorry, I get – Anywhere from 100 to 180 listens per podcast right now when it comes to eight, man. I appreciate the heck out of that from you guys. Um, I appreciate some people from Pattinsburg last week messaged me at 2 o'clock in the morning on their way back from Shelbyville, which is a long way from Pattinsburg. And Pattinsburg is one of the farther east teams here in the northwest Missouri part of the state. Saying like, hey, we listened to your podcast on the way home. We appreciate all the stuff, your coverage. I appreciate you guys listening to me. I appreciate from every corner of the state um ape man who listens to this um it's crazy how much this has grown um again the whole point of this in the first place was to put a spotlight on the kids um so i appreciate you guys listening because in general it is for these kids to get them some exposure and i'm glad i can just be the tool that gets them that kind of recognition because these kids all deserve it um so, yeah, that's what I got for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. I feel like there was something else I was going to say, but I can't remember at this point. Um, we are about 1,000 followers on Twitter at Um I want to thank, actually, um, over there in Quincy, Illinois, which they helped cover North Shelby, uh, Chris Dewar, who is part of our media poll for 8man, uh, for mentioning me in his article um, referencing... Uh, Louisiana, over there, who is right there on the Missouri-Mississippi River. I don't remember which river it is. But right there between Missouri and Illinois. Um, I believe it's Mississippi then. Uh, over there, who has lost Who lost like 45 straight games coming into this year or something like that. And they've had to forfeit two the last three weeks and how they should probably consider moving to eight, man. They've had 21 years or so of ineptitude over there and it might be time for that program to think about moving to 8-man and I know there's some other schools in that area who probably should move to 8-man so they can be more competitive that are being that are resisting the movement right now but we'll kind of see going in the future Um, I'll have more stuff to talk about in the off season when it comes to possible movement within conferences that is kind of right now just rumors that could definitely spread and that I think would make more sense geographically for some teams so you don't have um such long bus rides for no reason for conference play. Which there's some teams like North Shelby, that's kind of the nature of the beast from over there because they're the only team in northeast Missouri that plays eight man right now. I mean that's just kind of the way it is for them. They they know that going in. But Northwest Missouri, there shouldn't be a reason you're traveling two hours for a conference game. It just it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But we'll see what happens here in the future. Um but yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for everything. If you're a coach, thank you for what you guys do for the kids. Um, if you're a parent, thank you for raising such good kids who I can cover and spotlight because not only they are good players, but they're good people. Um, to the players, if they are listening to this, keep on doing what you're doing. If you're a senior, this is your last regular season game. Go out there and give it everything you have, absolutely everything. I know you're going to hear this a thousand times from people – who played it before you, your coaches, your parents, everybody. But it's true. Put it all out there because before you know it, you will not have a helmet and shoulder pads on ever again. And that is a bittersweet moment. I still remember. Quick story time. uh, My senior year, which would have been 2013, at Nottaway Holt, we played one of the better teams in the state, Stanbury on the road, second round of districts, um, after beating CFX in the first round. Um... Craig Fairfax who is now split Um, anyways and I was I think me and Bryce Schamberg we had five seniors on the team three of them were hurt so me and Bryce were the only two seniors playing and the freshmen and sophomores and juniors in that team played their butts off for me and him our last games and we appreciated the heck out of that from them um for them going out there versus one of the better teams in the state we did not get 45 that was a big accomplishment for us because we were an average team we were okay we've been better if our seniors were there because we liked to run the spread we had to go back to a traditional offense uh, with a freshman at quarterback and that's one of the better games we played that year we only lost by I think 30 or so to Stanbury who I think ended up going to the state championship game that season if I remember right um Stanbury was really good that year. They hit really hard that year. Uh, 2013, yeah, they went 12-1 and 1 that year. So they were a very good football team. Um, and that was a big thing for us that I really appreciated was the underclassmen coming out there and playing hard for their senior brethren. Um, so if you're a senior, play hard for your last game um, and mentor your younger kids as much as possible. Set a good example. If you're one of the younger kids, freshman, sophomore, juniors, play your tail off for your seniors. Um, it's the last time you get to play with them possibly um, after this week next week could be the last time you guys ever suit up together so just remember that and play your butts off for them because four or five years down the road they will remember that and appreciate the heck out of it for um appreciate you for doing that for them so yep that's all I got for you guys my kind of rant there is over um just make sure you're doing this all f- for the right reasons that's, just, that's all I'm going to say with that Uh I don't want to get too preachy here um but yeah, so thanks everybody for having a great season so far. Um, I will do a podcast after this is, after the Friday Night Games are over and concluded. I will jump on here again and give a quick recap of Week 9 and give a quick preview of how everything should look uh, for the first round of the playoffs. I kind of already did that here, but it'll be more finalized next week. Um, Again, two top ten matchups. Pattensburg at Albany and then Oreck at North Shelby to decide the CRC. A couple of good games this week. Uh, cannot wait. Um, and we'll see what happens in round one next week. Um, yep, time for me to get off. It's a from midnight when I'm finishing up this recording. So, I got to be at work at 7 a.m. So, I should probably go to bed here within the next hour or so. You know how it is. Um, but, thank you guys for listening. Follow accounts at mo 8 Football at Devin Albertson appreciate everything you guys do for me to show me the love so I can have the energy to keep doing this for the kids um across the state in eight man um yeah I don't think that's anything else make sure you guys tune in if you're in the area to pick up country k and i m ninety five point nine tomorrow night our friday night at six forty five from Barnard as we'll have the number one team in the state East Atchison at Platte Valley for their senior day uh senior night so That's what I have for you guys. You guys have a great Friday, and let's have some high school football for one more week where every team is playing in week number nine, regular season finale. You can't beat it. Thanks, guys, for listening. Straight Up Sports with Devin Albertson.